Welcome to Thrones and Scones. We survived season one. We survived just the longest, most rambly episode you ever did see this last weekend. And now we're back, your weekday morning podcast talking Game of Thrones over breakfast, or if you're still in your New Year's resolutions at this point, over that black cup of coffee that sadly has far too few calories. It's Tony, Hans, and Jeremy in with you today, hitting season two, episode one, and Lemon poppy seed adding a little brightness to a otherwise very dark episode good morning guys what is going on how are you good yeah. excellent monday morning back to the work oh. week hell <laughs> i took the day off so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and uh right into the episode it was good i mean um as most of us have already talked about going back and re-watching some of this stuff i'm I'm making notes of every all these little small things that are that are intriguing, kind of funny, and I think this was actually a good episode. Um, again, I feel like pacing again is pretty good. Uh, I get right into kind of some things I really enjoy, but I think we'll kind of go over the summary first, right? Of course, uh, just in case anyone ha- is not rewatching with us. Just to put you in the right headspace here, The North Remembers, Season 2, Episode 1. As Rob Stark and his northern army continue the war against the Lannisters, Tyrion arrives in King's Landing to counsel Joffrey and temper the young king's excesses. It's an odd word choice. Yeah. On the island of Dragonstone, Stannis Baratheon plots an invasion to claim his late brother's throne, allying himself with the fiery Melisandre, a strange priestess of a stranger god. Across the sea, Daenerys, her three young dragons, and Kalasar, which is like, I don't know, 12 people at this point, trek through the Red Waste in search of allies or water. (laughs) They're not picky. It's like we either want allies and ships to take the Seven Kingdoms or just like two gallons of water. You know, they're they're equal in their eyes. In the north, Bran presides over a threadbare Winterfell, while beyond the wall, Jon Snow and the Night's Watch must shelter with a devious wildling. Hmm. This is a, it's a big opening episode, and here is, I think, the thing that we had already talked about, where season 10 didn't seem like a great end, like it would have been better to end with everything that happened in season 9 of, uh, season, or episode 9 of season 1, I'm just a mess this morning, (laughs) but I think that everything that they got rolling, Arya getting to where she is, Rob kind of taking that stance in the war, and them going beyond the wall, making the point to show that, really set up season two to kind of start on a, on a bit more active foot than they could have otherwise. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I think I, I liked where it starts. Um, Rob is starting to become such a, a good character, like kind of playing that role of someone that you want to root for comparable to Ned now, right? I feel like yeah. this season definitely Rob is that person where you look forward to seeing him develop into kind of a moral character. Um and also Tyrion, we start to get a lot from him in this uh, in this season as well. So this episode was, you know, it's good. It's an enjoyable one to watch, and I um, I think we'll talk about a lot of the, the kind of high points and low. Uh, but I'll just start off with kind of my favorite part, and I think everyone can agree, which kind of is a little unsettling. But when Cersei bitch slaps Joffrey. Uh, it is so refreshing right like just the look on his face and it's like and i get she understands she's like holy shit i just smacked the king and you know he kind of retorts with his bullshit but um you know she's not used to this she uh she's always building into her like you know i'm gonna take control of this family i'm gonna lead to this great kingdom and 
I think it kind of stuns her when he is turning on her in a way and she's uncomfortable with that. Yeah, it's it's asking that question that I don't think both of them want answered, which is who among us really has the upper hand here? Because, you know, she slaps him, everyone sees it, and they stop what they're doing very comically, <laughs> sitcom like, like, oh? <laughs> and then the second he looks back, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah let, me, let me hit this or, wood right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it asks that question. He says, you know, what you just did is punishable by death. You will never do it again. And you get to see in her the thing it's like, could 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 he would he yeah maybe and then you get to see it in him where he says it and you know he's got the conviction behind it he's got those wild joffrey eyes but i think there's a little bit that also goes could i (laughs) would i like (laughs) yeah it's it's asking that question and uh it, it leaves it unanswered it was a cool moment there's there's very few times when i like cersei this is one of the episodes in it, and it's just, it's its all about catharsis, because we get her slapping Joffrey, and we also get her really putting Littlefinger in his place. Oh, I was just about to bring that up, man. The whole power statement, and I even give uh, Baelish the, the credibility there for still continuing. I mean, he's, he's from day one said, look, I mean, I don't have an army. I don't have the ability to win a battle, but, like, I will mind fuck you into the ground, <laughs> right? And he's yeah. like, and he says that. I mean, he he's very kind of like snakish to her, and like, I mean, come on, we're talking about you know you fucking Jamie, and the question of of Joffrey's uh, heritage, and she's like, well played, well played. By the way, I'm gonna slit your throat just in case right. you try that shit again. Yeah, because they will turn around, they won't watch whatever I do to you. None of these men are gonna do a damn thing unless I tell them to. And I think where he has that. Of like, look how smart I am. I he immediately gets yeah. Despite all of the strategy and planning I have, I can still die in this very moment. Yeah, yeah. Peter 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 Baelish. Um, his best moments, I think, and best being from a what would Peter Baelish want? You know, the the best of Littlefinger is when people are underestimating him, and in the rest of the show, and leading to his ultimate downfall and everything. Like it's it always comes when. He thinks that he has the upper hand. The second that he thinks that, he is wrong. Right. And right. Uh, and someone really just goes out of their way to put him in his place, and it it feels so good. Right. I thought it was a good moment. It wasn't my favorite, um, because that scene with Rob Stark and Jamie it, oh, is so very good. And I, I have some questions about it, but Rob interrogating Jamie in that cell... Talk and just just throwing back like not only as you said Jeremy are we getting that you know love to root for mentality in Rob Stark but he is winning the battles like Ned felt like this underdog who you're right. like oh yeah I want to root for him but I don't think that this is going to go well you're like hoping against hope whereas Rob Stark you're like things are aligning like this could happen let's do it let's do it right. um, and I'm sure nothing will nothing will derail that ever but. Did it bother you with the whole Jamie thing where he like, you know, says you have no proof for for Bran? And I'm like, but you just admitted to Catelyn that you did it. Like, isn't that remember that? Isn't that where he he says, you know, uh, for proof uh, that you pushed out his brother, you know, and he's like, you know, you have no proof. You can't prove it. Or, or or we're gossiping or whatever, but like he literally tells Catelyn, you know, and he won't give the reason why he did it, but he tells her he did it. Oh, I think what he meant there is you have no proof of, because Rob says, uh, 
you pushed my little brother out because he saw you with the queen, and he says you have no proof. I think it meant like oh, no proof of, of the that. incest. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. I, I thought think I, think. I think I missed. I wrote my note down wrong because I was like, what? What the fuck? Like clearly, everyone knows you did it. I mean, it's not like Catelyn's <laughs> not talking to Rob about this. I just thought it was a weird moment. So yeah, I, I can totally see your point there. Hans, what did you it's think? A, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought the uh, thought the episode was pretty pretty good. A lot of good parts. I think uh, I think just given the Given the way I'm binging these apps right now, uh, I feel like after coming off season uh, one, coming off episode nine and ten from season one, uh, season two, not that I think I think it was I think it perfectly necessary. I just think I was so pumped in season nine and ten since so much was happening. They were so action packed yeah. that uh, come going straight to season going straight to episode one here was a little bit you know you had to take a step back was much more character building started off a little slower but uh but uh overall for you know for an intro season up i thought it was pretty good uh i think my favorite part uh i i like a couple different parts for different reasons so uh, i like the hound versus the random dude fight right in the beginning just because it's sweet and uh, i always like them than battle scenes. Uh, but I think my favorite scene, which is kind of an interesting one and not necessarily the scene itself, but more of what it implies for the, for the show, which we haven't seen as much of yet in season one is, um, so we get introduced to Stannis, Melisandre, Davos, uh, that whole kind of thing. Uh, and we, we've, we've heard of these of Stannis at least so far, but when, the poi- when the man tries to poison Melisandre and she takes the drink, or he takes the drink first, and then she tra- mm-hmm. she takes the drink, and he he dies, obviously. Uh, well, I guess he starts dying, and then she takes the drink because she's yeah, just, try- just trying to be baller. So this is, and she just chugs the whole thing, right? And nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So this is, and obviously we have dragons. We know this is a fantasy world. We have white walkers and stuff. But to me, this is like the first time you start to see like kind of other elements at play in the show and that there's that there's these people that that aren't necessarily just people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's pretty cool because obviously that plays out into more stuff. And, and I think it just builds on the fantasy element of the show a little bit, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Nerdy, but cool. Super nerdy, yeah. It's also the introduction of these... Um, characters, which I think f- could have been better. Uh, I, I understand that they're not like the most epic of people. The, the Melisandre introduction was cool. Um, Stannis, I'm meh about, and I continue to be meh about Stannis for the most yeah. part. Um, but this is also when we understand that the title scene can change. We add Dragonstone to the little intro, mm-hmm. um, which is which is cool. And they make some changes within the season and stuff. You know, it becomes this fluctuating thing. It's alive, just like the show, which is which is cool. But uh, yeah, as far as as far as Davos and Stannis and everything like that, it, it played a little flat to me. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not a big Stannis fan to begin with. I don't mind. I think Davos is a good character. I like him a lot. As you're saying with the poison scene. And this is a problem that um, somebody has in the next episode as well. It's just a lack of subtlety in this season. He does it so visibly. Like, I understand that, you know, she becomes knowing of it and he dies and whatever. But I don't care about her. Like, sure, maybe she can't see him poisoned. Davos can. And I think every other guy at that table could very easily see him just pull yeah, out. Everyone's this pill. eating, and he's like, "Hey, let me just shove this in my drink." 
Yeah. It's not like he picks up the drink and like casually does it close to his chest. He like holds out this pill and drops it from a distance <laughs> into the goblet. Uh, <laughs> splashes in. Splashes, He's like, excuse yeah. me, excuse me, gotta wipe this up. I splashed some poison here. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was funny, but it was it was okay. Um, I, going back to the just just to just to question every scene, and I was talking about this before we were recording. It's so obvious, like when I'm watching scenes, if it's late at night and I'm like just about to go to bed, everything I write is so critical. <laughs> so I kind of like this episode a lot, but I, everything is a question. It's like a passive aggressive question, passive aggressive question. Um, so just can I run you through some of my passive aggressive questions? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, why would a wildling know about dragon omens? <laughs> Asha makes this nice little claim that oh, comets do, or the stars don't fall for men. That that thing means one thing: dragons. And I get that the wildlings are superstitious people, but the north of the wall is the one place the dragons haven't conquered. Yeah. So why would they know anything about dragon omens? I don't, I don't that's understand. Ac- that's actually my least favorite part in the show. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little silly. Uh, to take Craster's keep, you'd have to kill one old man. Nobody's ever done it. <laughs> no one's ever done it. Like I'm not even talking. I get why the Night's Watch doesn't do it, but nobody's done it. These are perfect segues because I was actually going to say in one of the last episodes, uh, you are absolutely right, Tony. I was totally thinking of Craster when I was talking about Walder Frey. So oh, oh yeah. him, him, yeah. Uh, yep, yep. him, him, bedding and wedding his daughters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The old bedding land. Let's see. Yeah, the dude poisoned the wine very visibly. Uh, Does Rob practice that wolf intimidation scene? Like, do they get practice dummies and, like, dog treats? And they're like, all right, snap real close to his face. And then disappear. And then back off. Yeah. Uh, I I do wonder that. And then, uh, yeah. And then at the end, I just wrote, bastard killing montage. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty... When when Joffrey sends out for Baratheon's bastards to be killed, Oof. just rough. That baby scene is rough. That's, yeah, that's, that's actually rough. my bad. That was I just I don't know. It's uncomfortable, and it's certainly supposed you're you're supposed to build this hate. I think as if we didn't hate Janna Slint enough for turning on Ned, we didn't necessarily have the face to associate it with. It, it was just kind of like the gold cloaks, and now it's like really setting up like, oh yeah, this dude's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then it's like the Telltale Games thing right in the corner. Tony Hans and Jeremy will remember that. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think there's a for me too exactly like when I'm watching the show or what time of night or what mood I'm in definitely impacts my uh, my note taking as well because I must have been watching this episode pretty late because I didn't even write down that scene. I just have like I have like five notes written down and I'm just I must have just assumed that I would remember or like <laughs> you're like obviously it's a huge scene. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that I was and something else I wrote down that just it just seems and then usually I'm the one who's like yeah this is awesome but the whole Shay thing with um, the whole stool and cum and wanting to fuck like just <laughs> just the most random shit sometime and I'm like why the fuck would you want that in there like are you trying to just make her seem just like a pos like and and she's like oh I love the smell I'm like Re- really man you just that's messed up. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember now. Rewatching it now, I don't like Shay, and I I can't. I don't know if it's because of who be, who she becomes, or if I never liked Shay. I don't remember yeah. when I first watched it if I liked her or not. So, what are Jenna's thoughts on Shay? 
I'll have to ask her. She's she's kind of in and out on the episodes. Right she'll she'll it. she'll watch a couple episodes and then then she won't. And she so I'll it's have to. it's really the way to watch Game of Thrones because you don't yeah. need to be in all the time to get it. Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's a it's a very approachable show. You can yeah. just jump right in wherever yeah. and you'll be <laughs> jump, fine. Jump right in. There's only a couple characters to know, so yeah. <laughs> For yeah. the good, the bad, and the jugglies today, all I wrote down was prostitutes, and I don't really know what I meant. Uh, I guess there were some naked prostitutes at one point. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're, I'm really prepared for this episode. Um, uh, oh, I did I did make a note later down. The, uh, just that whorehouse scene. I think it's where Roz is teaching uh, yeah. the prostitutes now. It's like, yeah. oh, she's taken over. Now she's kind of this, she's she's assistant manager of the whorehouse to Littlefinger. She, I think she it, rose in the ranks pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, there's just actual sex happening. Yeah, there's uh, a, a dude yeah. is actually playing a dude this time, yeah. Big moment, anything else that you guys want to hit on? Again, starting off, I think on a solid note, if slightly forgettable for episode one. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I uh, And I think the reason we don't give like formal rankings to the episodes is because for the majority, uh, because we're fans, we're gonna say they're yeah. good. So it's like, it's True. it's kind of it's kind of hard to give formal ratings. But I think I think for for what we've seen so far, coming off the end of season one, I think this this episode's a little bit a little bit lower for me. But you know, it has a lot to set up for being the first episode of a season. So I, I you know I I give it a break on on that. I will just say the one thing, like for Daenerys, like I feel in this. She's such a slowly developed character, like in the first couple seasons, or first two seasons especially. Like, so we get the dragons right, and then suddenly it goes to being this whole, I got dragon babies, and I'm just gonna wander in the desert. And you're like, yeah. okay. And her, char- I feel like, I feel like there's a lot. They tried to make it interesting, but it, it was the, probably the slowest part for me. Like, I just, I don't know. I could I easily skip yeah. over a lot of those things with her. Um, and, and her, you know, small, small, very small following. So, I'm not going to say it's a particularly exciting part to watch. I mean, she's in this desperate situation, and I actually love that arc because you go off of season one and you're like, okay, Danny's been beaten down to shit, but oh, what's she got to show for it? She's just hatched creatures that haven't existed in, in hundreds of years, feared across the Seven Kingdoms. She is working with this mythical magic of disobeying all the odds and everything like this um, and she seems to be in a very high point and I like that they cut her down and they're like yeah though those dragons are gonna be great if you could keep them alive if you can make it through this like they're they're taking her and they're like oh yeah you've got that card to play in your pocket but you got to find the table first and uh, I think it's a really cool thing it is super slow I agree with you um, but I'm I'm having a I'm having a this is this is one of the parts where I like Danny's story because I think it makes sense. Later down the road it gets more exciting, but it also goes zero to a hundred and yeah, uh yeah. and just it gets a little rough for me. But Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I think you gotta especially given how long her character arc is, um, which we know and I'm sure the writers knew this too, obviously. So mm-hmm. I think they wanted a character in a show where a lot of characters don't survive that long. I think they wanted a character that you really got to ride for a long time that oh, yeah, someone yeah. you could root for that you were there for the lows and all that stuff. So I think, I think she's got a good arc. I agree. I think at times like individual episodes can drag with her and I, and, and I don't know. I think they wanted to introduce her early cause she is an absolutely huge main character. But I think that given they introduced her so early and she was so popular and probably felt like they needed to include her a lot that 
there is some scenes that probably didn't need to be there like in in the yeah. long run because granted i mean we know she doesn't come over to westeros for a long time so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. takes a good minute yeah uh yeah so there we go well uh Season two, episode one, The North Remembers, of course, our thoughts here. You, you can have your own, and you can have wrong ones, which you probably do if they're different from ours. If you want to hit up our social media, you can find us at Thrones whoa, 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 and Scones. Whoa, 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 Before we go there, I mean, we got to get into our, our deep love for those sweet scones. I was going to get there. <laughs> I was, I'm not I mean, you. I don't I don't. I'm I don't so excited about this, about this Monday morning scone. <laughs> All right, we're places you can find us. And we also have scones. Hans, you've got lemon poppy seeds today. Is that correct? Uh, I'm episode three, bro. Oh, sorry. Jeremy, you have the scone today. Oh, yeah. So my scone today actually is uh, from Emporium. It is a raspberry coconut. Um, it was probably the worst scone I've ever eaten. Um, oh, no. Yeah, oh. no, it, it's a shame because they, they've been so good I would for love me, to hear all about it, but, but it's, it's, it's unfortunate just... that we've kind of hit our, our, our time limit here, unfortunately. Uh, and also, I said lemon poppy seed in the intro, so we're going to actually have to re-record the entire episode. <laughs> Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your... Never mind. You down with G.O.T.? Yeah, you, you know, know me. me. I couldn't remember if we started a topic because now, like, the flow was going so well. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah. about everything, and then... <laughs> I was right. I was I was about I was just about to drop it in and I didn't want to interrupt you on the outro so I figured I you, could just ask it afterwards. Yeah, no, I interrupt him on the outro. Like fuck you. All right, for the eighth episode <laughs> in a row, Hans, what's topic? Uh, so just a little to- a little question for you guys here. Uh, now that we've been introduced to a good chunk of Westeros and Essos, obviously we still have a lot of places left, but uh, and we kind of we we're kind of seeing how people are living. In these places and all these different cities and, and areas. Uh, if you had to be dropped into Game of Thrones right now, if you had to live Ooh. in one of these places, not necessarily knowing and you can give you can get specific even if you wanna if you wanna be like, you know, rich, poor, whatever, because honestly, I don't know I don't know who has the better shot at living at this point. So uh, yeah, where where are you dropping yourself in at in this Westeros Essos? Now, are we limiting it to locations that we've seen on screen? Yeah, that's exactly no, what I was going to ask. I don't think so. I think I think we're we're seasoned Thrones watchers at this point, <laughs> so I think we can uh, we we know who our listeners are. We got a lot of Throners out there that that would appreciate uh, our, our true in depth answer. Okay, uh, my true in depth answer will go along the lines of uh, late last season when I said that if I was actually in Westeros, despite the badass I would want to be, I would just be Bran Stark, confused, uh, probably shitting myself, uh, and just just really trying to hunger down and survive. And so I would love a lot of money, and I would love it if you just stuck me in Karth, and then after Daenerys gets out of there, we don't have to think about it ever again. I can feed, I can feed the birds. I can uh, just kind of hang out in the, in the greatest city that ever was or will be. And uh, and just forget all my troubles. Yeah, it's a good answer. It's a lame answer, but I do not want to die. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I wonder if I, I well, this will be interesting. This will be interesting, like uh, uh, psychological question here. Tell us a little bit about our our own characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a bitch, Jeremy. Where do you stand? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh God. 
I, I mean, I thought Karth was a cool city um, in the sense that I like the whole port and, and the water and then also kind of the protection of the desert. So I think that was kind of a neat uh, place to kind of be. Um, I would probably say there or I don't know. That's probably my top answer right now. Just thinking about. Yeah. Dude, we could start a we could start some sort of uh, bar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could start Carth a we, we could start a podcast over in. We Carth. could start a podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a it's a I mean, I'm 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 what a port is critical right to a city, and I think that's that's what's awesome about that is you're gonna have a great access to an international travel, um, some nice ladies. Um, and Are you doing a lot of international travel in Westeros, Essos? If you're living at, if you're living there, you guys I mean, you, and dragons, going on, you know you and Emily can... going on a lot of vacations and stuff yeah. out there <laughs> to the other free cities. Yeah, where if you're just going for a visit, where are you going? Uh, ooh, probably... a honeymoon vacay. What the wall? Hun- of course, honeymoon, I mean honeymoon the vacay. Wall. To the change wall. Of, the change of temperature, right? I'm I'm in the summer temperature. I need a little bit of some four seasons <laughs> slash one I mean, season. <laughs> It's such one very awful season. I mean, like, Bravos is just like a violent Venice, right? Like, yes. <laughs> you could just, just go there and hang out in the canals and try to avoid the severed heads. I can tell you probably where I'm not staying. That's going to be Winterhelm. Just, like, what a depressing place that is. Hans, where would where would you live in Westeros? Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I think before you guys said it, I think, Especially if you guys are going to be living there anyway. I think Karth was going to be my answer, but I'm going to give a different answer. Okay. Just just to just to throw something else out there yeah. uh, and mix it up a bit. I think uh, and again, I'm not I don't exactly remember the rest of the show so this answer may be terrible. But um I think I'd probably just throw myself, you know, I wouldn't be one of the the highest royalty by, by any means because You're uh, you target. Know, I target I think yeah, you're a target. There's too much going on there, especially with with everything else that's going on in Westeros and SS. Uh, so I would maybe just like, if there is such a thing as middle class in, in the Game of Thrones world in this era, which there's probably not, I'd throw myself in in relative middle class. You know, like a little bit under the upper class, um, sure. and I th- maybe just throw myself in Dorne. They just they just party out there. <laughs> they do. They do. There's a lot of partying. Yeah. In uh, in Dorne, lots of it's it's a very dry heat. Yeah, that's true. It's but it's pretty extravagant. Fair. So it is nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nice. Like, I mean, Littlefinger is a bitch, but I mean, I think his having a brothel. Like, I mean, he has a good income. I mean, he's got access to, you know, a high high class like clientele. I, I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of where I would say I would set up my role. I mean, it's just that's too too good. Just yeah. a brothel. But then you got to passively aggressively threaten these girls and yeah. say like, "Do you? Uh, do you? You, I don't, mean, like, you don't you don't look happy right now." And uh, I mean, so uh, you just sell them off like his plan is. He's like, "You know, bitch, like I will get rid of you. No problem. Yeah. Plenty of plenty of know. skank in this world." I feel like that's uh, so it just just thinking about what this world must be like, I think Game of Thrones is is really not uh, make, giving a clear enough picture of how dirty these people would probably yeah. be. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. They, they, everyone look, they, everyone's so clean and like, there's no there's no chance. And first of all, those STDs had to be running rampant. <laughs> they're so they're so <laughs> yeah yeah. But so, every, I mean, those yeah. are, the alchemy, right? A couple drops in, you know, you're good. I guess. Takes care. Yeah, but even sure. the even the high born. I mean, we talked about it in our bonus episode. Like Tyrion and Jamie got so dirty that their hair color permanently changed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Shay says that whole stool and cum thing in this episode, I just like. 
Oh god, that must fucking reek all it's the time a, there. It's gotta be a great, uh, yeah. It's, it's a great city. Um, I like the facts. Real quick, before we get on out, uh, again, out of the post outro world that we're living <laughs> in. Um, there, there are a lot of podcasts, a lot of people out there that talk what I like to call big dick game, and it's where you just kind of swing these accusations around, like you know, like like the world ain't shit, and uh, and you're on top of it. And we talk a lot of game about big dicks here on the show, but I like the fact that we're all very down to earth and we just kind of want to hang out and survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, never you know, we're all going to be out there killing dragons. We're basically and, uh, all just giant cowards. <laughs> Total cowards. <laughs>